0: What's up, world? Welcome to another episode
1: of the Brandon Janue Show. As you already know, I am Brandon New. And, like always, you can follow me on YouTube, man. YouTube channel, Brand New Show. Shout out to everybody commenting uh, on this upcoming episode that's coming out tomorrow night. Uh, Good Kid, Mad City versus Damn. Um, got a couple of crazy responses. Some of them have been all positive, so it's pretty cool. Um... So I'm looking forward to you guys watching that tomorrow night. Uh, You can also follow me on social media. Brandon Janus Show is the Instagram, is so is the TikTok Brandon Janus Show. And more importantly, if you just want to listen to audio, uh, go to all podcast platforms. This is where this podcast is. So let's get into it. So uh, pretty much for the whole day, I'm pretty much doing podcasts because. I'm watching college football, but that's nothing that I really care about these upcoming games. I mean, there's already been one upset. I'd be pretty pissed if there's a couple others, but you know, not really pissed. But you know, you know, they have really much made what they wanted to make out of it. But that's uh something Tuesday morning, uh Wednesday morning. I'll be talking about my brother wine about uh that's coming up soon. But in that, man, let's get into what today is, man. Today's Life and Times for Music. Uh, and today, like I said, I'm doing an artist. I want to do an artist today. Just one artist. Uh, I will be doing other, uh, I will actually be knocking out a couple of those episodes today. So be on, I will uh, be recording, uh, Life of Towns Music, Bruno Mars, uh, 24K Magic, of course, the verses between Kanye West's Graduation versus Kanye West's, um, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Um, so I'll be recording that and also a couple more episodes uh, throughout the day because I uh, got an email from where I pretty much upload my podcast and they're like, we're going to be out the office in the next couple of days, <laughs> uh, December 23rd, I think they said, through pretty much January. So we're going to be slow on how we're going to do things. So pretty much be uploading these things and pretty much getting them ready for the upcoming weeks ahead. I don't want to work like this, but at the same time I get it. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I promise you guys at the end of the year I'll be giving you episodes and that's exactly what I'm gonna do man. So um and I don't want to be looked like a liar. So uh today's episode is Life of Times with music and it's on one particular artist. I've been promising this episode for a minute. I'm gonna do it today. Uh the weekend the weekend man uh one of my favorite artists uh the head the leader of the exo crew um king of fall himself uh, mr don f m uh the star boy uh the weekend man you know the weekend man um you know the weekend man uh i i saw this to the weekend and Yes, when Take Care came out. That was the first time I was introduced to the weekend's music. Uh, the weekend on Drake's album Take Care, which is one of the albums I will be doing in twenty twenty three. Um, but when uh the weekend when I heard uh you know, Crew Love, the first time I heard crew time I heard Crew Love on Take Care, I was like, ooh, this dude singing on this album. this dude killing it? Um <laughs> He also did the Ride. He was on the end of the album with the Ride. He, he killed that song, man, and you know after that I started looking into who he was and what artists and where he's from and from Toronto, so that made sense why Drake would go get him and bring him on that song, and I thought that was really dope for Drake to reach the Olive Branch out because he's already the one that's on, but I just reached Olive Branch out to somebody that's already popping, um, so I thought the weekend did an incredible job on Take Care. Now, a lot of people say he wrote Take Care. I don't think that part, I don't think that at all. I think he was on two songs that really just fit him perfectly well. Um, and I think he wrote those two songs. I think The Ride, I don't think he wrote Drake's lyrics, but I think the chorus, the hook, everything about Take Care, and of course the Crew Love song, which I think he gave to Drake, but, um, and even The Ride. Um, But he dropped a couple of mixtapes before then, which would lead into his debut kind of album, really, uh, which was kind of just his three mixtapes in one, and the trilogy. And the trilogy is still one of those projects that people still to this day talk about when it comes to his career. Um, It's one of the best uh, projects he's done. I mean, like, the fact that he just squished all three of his mixtapes into one massive project was incredible. Um... You know, and I think that uh the trilogy has a lot of my favorite weekend songs on there. Um, you know, we got uh The Morning, Twenty Eight, Rolling Stone, Valerie. Oh shit, yeah, he got a couple of bitches on there. Holy shit, he got a couple of those. Holy fuck. Yep. He <laughs> got a couple of them bitches on there. Yeah, he got a couple of my favorite my, couple of my favorite weekend songs come off of that project, Dirty Diana. He remixed Michael Jackson, Dirty Diana, you know, which is one of my favorite songs by Michael Jackson. So, so here at the weekend remix, it was kind of like, yeah, that makes sense. Um, 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 you know, and of course, uh, he got uh, The Zone with him and Drake, which is another fucking fire ass song um, with those two guys, um, which leads into Uh, But the first single off of the trilogy that everybody remembers possibly, if you don't remember this, is Wicked Games. And I remember when Wicked Games first, I first saw the video, man. And I was like, this dude fucking got it, man. Uh, Wicked Games is such a good fucking song. Uh, I was riding to it yesterday, listening to it, singing my goddamn heart out. This shit is still one of the best songs I heard in a minute, man. It's been a decade since that song hit airwaves and shit, and it's still, like, one of them songs that you just remember, man, you remember where you were when you heard it, and you know, I think that it's one of the best songs to launch his career, Wicked Games was such a good fucking song, man, um, and still is one of the best songs from The weekend, uh, you know, in his, in his catalog, so, Wicked Games was just a great caliber song that launched his career, like I said, The Morning, 28, Rolling Stone, Valerie, the Zone. He has so many hits off the trilogy projects. He had songs with Juicy J off there. Man, it was just, it was just an incredible body of work for all three of those mixtapes. To find one place, the trilogy mixtapes, trilogy album was incredible. It was a, an and an, and I hope he doesn't uh, take it off. Uh, you know, all of the all of the musical platforms because. That's where his true core fans really just go and listen and, you know, without the this new weekend, which I will get into, but the new weekend that we see in here, you know, that gives us still what you used to be. And I think that the beauty of the weekend is that, you know, when he first got into the industry, you know, before we knew all about Abe, he was still... You know mysterious, we didn't know really that much about him. he was he was just this guy, he was a presence that you heard the voice, you heard the songs, and you was just like, "Who the fuck is this dude man?" and eventually it just became something so, yeah, King of Fall pretty much was around that time, and you know he was just different. you know, going to twenty thirteen, he drops the Kiss land album, which was technically the first real debut project of you know the weekend. It was the first real debut project of the weekend uh signing to uh i want to say republic i think he signed to republic that was the first debut album really um kiss land a lot of people sleep on the kiss line album i think the kiss line album is actually really good um adapted uh you had uh Live far with him and drake which was the last real song that them two physically did together and i'm talking about like they physically did together like They even had a video out for it. It's on the Weekends page on YouTube. Go watch live for, go watch live for a a video. Um, But yeah, you know, um, you know, that was kind of like the craziest thing that that was the last real song the two dudes ever did together. That's crazy to think that. Like, goddamn, that's crazy. That was the last real song that we ever had the Weekends right together on that they physically created. Um, for for Pretty, just fire, uh, Belong to the World, a lot of people sleep on Belong to the World, that shit is fucking fire, like, that's one of them songs that you just, like, if you're a Weekend fan, you know, that was probably one of them songs that you're like, yeah, that bitch, that bitch is fire, Belong to the World is fire, like I said, Pretty was incredible, um, you know, uh, but Kiss have to get slept on in his catalog, I guess, because they were looking for something, and they got something completely different, I think Kissland kind of is the weekend that we see today. Like like he had a lot of the, that 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 kind of electric sound feel weekend and kind of like that was what he pretty much created on Kissland and I think we we hear it a lot more now. But Kissland was the first album that kind of gave us that. Um but going into 2014 that's kind of where the we weekend really became a juggernaut in the industry. That's where he really just found his stride with a lot of people. And we could talk about the collaborations he started doing around that time. Um, R-Nah remix with Ty Dolla Sign, Wiz Khalifa, DJ Mustard. You know, uh, around this time, DJ Mustard was starting to kind of get that West Coast sound really popping while G was popping, Ty was popping with that DJ Mustard sound. Ty Dolla Sign was also signed to Wiz Khalifa, so that remix just launched the weekend into a different stratosphere. To me personally, that was a song that I think a lot of people really started to pay attention to the weekend. You know, in, in maybe some fields of, of music, but the song that really launched the weekend two songs during the 2014 time frame that launched the weekend just into another fucking atmosphere was um, "Love Me Harder" with Ariana Grande, which. It's one of them songs. It is a dope ass fucking song. Them two kinda killed that shit together. I was like, yo, that shit kinda launched the weekend, man. <laughs> that shit launched the weekend, man. But him being on her song, her album really gave him that look. I think they would gave him the look that we all thought he was gonna get when he was on Take Care. And that reaffirmed, like, you no, know, this dude is truly somebody you need to pay attention to. He's one of those guys. Like he has something. Pay attention to him. And um, so he killed Love Me Harder on, on Ariana Grande's album. And the other song that came out in 2014 that everybody knows, pretty much if you've been sleeping on a motherfucking rock, is "Earn It." <laughs> like "Earn It" came out in 2014, late 2014, early 2015. "Earn It" from uh, the Fifty Shades of Grey album, uh, Fifty Shades of Grey soundtrack. That shit just blew the weekend out of the fucking water. Like it just took that dude to another fucking stratosphere. Um, beca- he became a household name because of that song. Um everything about that song just was incredible. Um which led into the twenty fifteen takeover of the for the weekend. Twenty fifteen was just a complete and utter takeover, man. Like I said, earned it probably kicked it off, but I can't feel my face
0: just sh- straight up
1: motherfucking r- left everything a blaze. Like I can't feel my face was everywhere. You couldn't turn on the radio and not hear that shit. You couldn't hear it, earn it. And you couldn't hear it, I can't feel my face. It was those two songs were just iconically legendary, man. Them two songs are freaking legendary. And then inches in um where, you know, he kinda then comes out before he drops uh his next album that pretty much really put him in onto another shadow spirit in the industry, man. Uh, he drops the hills and the hills was such I remember listening to The Hills when I first heard it. Like I remember listening to the Hills and being like this sound like trilogy. It sounded like songs that I hear off a trilogy. And it felt like that. You know, the hills was so fucking good, man. The hills is one of them songs that you just remember where you were when you heard it. Um, the video too, you know. Um Just everything about that song, you know, and it's fucking crazy because the cover art is actually the video. Like he's bleeding, you see fire in the background, so the cover art actually matched the fucking video, which is kind of like that's ironic. I've never seen a cover art that actually matched the video. That was pretty cool, pretty fucking genius. Um, but um, yeah, the hills, and then he drops uh, uh, what the beauty and in the madness. Duty Inside the Madness project and pff, You can tell nobody about that dude after a while just this dude just dropped the fucking project man.
0: Um Um uh, starts off with uh real life.
1: You yeah, know, starts off with real life, then it goes to the how classic, uh tell your friends <laughs> Go tell your friends about me, like oh shit, man. Um.
0: Uh, acquainted. Uh, acquainted on there. Uh, often. Um. Yeah, man, fuck. It's, uh, in the night, Course the hills, earn it. Uh, can't feel my face. Um, what else you got? At? Um. fucking song I love it. I fucking fucking forgot that song.
1: I fucking forgot how that song go. That he was he killed that shit. Ooh. But uh I just saw a play on football, sorry. But uh
0: Yeah. He yeah, has so many fucking songs
1: out that bitch. Dark Times with him and Ash Sharon, which you don't listen I I got I don't As Sharon episode To hear him in the weekend at that time in my life those are two of my favorite artists still to this day so to hear them two kind of come together and drop a song and it's it's not the it's not the craziest song it's not the most popular song it's not the most talked about song but to me man that was one of my favorite songs still to this day still one of my favorite songs you know just because the level of of success that i i see them two have but also just the fact that those two men decided to come together and do a song together at that time of their careers, as Sharon was riding high with the Multiply album, the X album, The Weeknd was just starting to get his shit going with the the Beauty Inside the Madness album. It just was perfect. It was perfect. It was perfect to see them two together and do a song. I actually saw a video of them doing it and like performing it live in the UK, which is pretty cool so just to see them to perform and do stuff together which is like damn that's crazy man um but he got some songs off there, man um and 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 beauty inside the madness of course launched the week into another stratosphere in the industry like i always like i just said a couple times you cannot touch that dude in 2015 he was just different i think 2015 was the year where the weekend pretty much uh, solidified that he is an artist that you cannot ignore. And I think that was one of those things about 2015 that I love. Going into 2016, this is where I actually think he had his best album. Actually, now a lot of people probably don't like this album because it wasn't like Beauty and the Madness or it wasn't like Trilogy, but I think Starboy was incredible. It is actually one of my favorite weekend albums. Starboy in 2016. Kind of to me made me really be more of a weekend fan. It was just like yo, this was the album that I think that it mixed everything. It mixed everything perfectly. You you actually kicks off with Starboy, Def Punk, and the weekend. You think of those those Def Punk. That's like the last time Def Punk actually did something together. So it's kind of crazy that the weekend got that to, done for his, his career. Um, But you had that, you had Party Monster, you had, uh, um,
0: Reminder, Reminder? Cause you know me, yeah, cause you know me, yeah, ah yeah, that, ooh, this,
1: ooh, yeah, 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 oh fuck, Reminder was a shit, man. I remember the video, man. The video with he had just a bunch of fucking people: Bryson Teller, ASAP Rocky, uh, who else? He was in that fucking video. Drake, which at that time everybody thought them niggas still beefing. So to see them two together in you know, a video was so crazy, man. Uh, Travis Scott, like uh, Metro Boomin, like he had so many fucking people in that video, which you would be like, "What the? F- what the fuck is going on? What the fuck?" It's just like.
0: Yeah, man, reminder. True colors. Um Love to Lay. Ooh shit. Uh Six Feet Under.
1: Yo, he had a fucking hit. Like that bitch was incredible, bro. Yeah, I could play that shit from front to fucking back and I get tired.
0: Secrets. Um Sidewalk with Kendrick. All I know is Future. Um,
1: I feel it coming with that point to close out the album. Yo, that album is fucking fire, dude. God damn. When I actually think about it, yo, the could had the best. Yo, that shit was fucking fire, man. God damn. this songs I'm probably still missing off that motherfucker, man. it songs I'm probably missing. Attention. Ooh.
0: Yeah, man. Fuck. Yeah,
1: man. Yeah, Starboy was a fucking monster, man. Starboy was the best album, man. I don't care what nobody said. That Starboy era was fucking different. I, mean, I mean, that. That Starboy era was fucking different. And around this time, he also created the EXO label. EXO label with uh belly and, and, uh, Nav, and he got those guys launched, and kind of got those guys going, Nav has become a, a, a a figure in hip-hop, I think Belly's actually better than Nav, to be honest with you, I think Belly's albums, uh, singles and shit, be way better than his, than Nav, but Nav, I think, get the more looks, you know, he's kind of like a DJ Khaled, (laughs) if you actually look at Nav and DJ Khaled, do you ever see them two in the same room? I did. Uh, so, so I just—I'm just saying. Um, yeah, man. Uh, Nav Belly XO just took over a little bit, man. Had their had their runs. Um, which goes into uh Nav and him actually feeling some way. Woo! <laughs> we well, was going to Justin Bieber. That shit was funny. As it was fun, that was around when he was starting dating Selena Gomez, so some way was just funny as shit. It was funny to hear that song and just like, damn, bro. This nigga done sung a beef. I don't, I've never seen a nigga sing a beef to a nigga. Like, that is that, I've never seen two singers, like, have beef. Like, that was funny pop singers on top of that. So, that was kind of funny to me. I was like, damn. He won that. (laughs) He won that round. Um, But, um, yeah, that was <laughs> that was incredible. Um, which goes to uh, his uh, EP. Um, I do not know the name of this fucking EP. Beautiful, Mickelon or some shit like that. It was like six songs, but those six songs worked. <laughs> those six songs worked, man. Um, Call Out My Name. Uh, Try Me.
0: Wasted Times. Hurt You, Never There, yeah, man,
1: yeah, fuck, yeah, yo, them six songs worked, man, uh, Wasted Times was so fire, but Hurt You, and when I, I knew it was his shit was fire when I heard Meek Mill take, I was never there, and put it at the end of Championship. And like the, uh, the Cold Heart Part 2, I think it is. That's him. That's the weekend on the internet. Like the beat is literally the weekend singing, I Was Never There. So the like me took that boy shit and just run, <laughs> took it and just like did that. And I thought that was, I was like, yo, that shit crazy. But yeah, man, I Was Never There. It's one of my favorite songs off that project, like to be honest with you. Um, I like trying me, I like wasted times like but like never there and then it goes to hurt you yeah that shit fire that shit was fire holy shit um uh then he you know before he drops uh the next album he starts doing a couple more collaborations um like one collaboration uh i can't name the, the producer's name he was also on uh that EP with him who actually produced um hurt you and he produced he also produced I Was Never There
0: Yeah but um you know uh
1: that that song was fire and then of course After Hours comes out and man After Hours
0: was the shit uh, yeah, After Hours was the shit, man. After Hours was, was so fucking good. Um, and this is where, you know, the weekend and the Grammys started having problems. Um, so After Hours comes out in twenty twenty,
1: uh, March twenty twenty. Um, this man, uh. Drops this album. Incredible body of work. Uh, this is what a Grammys, if anybody knows, if you've been living on a rock, this is what a Grammys is kind of like. Um, the weekend got the opportunity to do the Super Bowl halftime show, if you remember this. Uh, the weekend got the opportunity to do the Super Bowl halftime show. The Grammys uh, wanted, somehow, some way, the way it was t- said was uh, the Grammys wanted him to perform at the Grammys. I think the week after and to, yeah it was like the week after the super bowl halftime show he was supposed to do the grammys or some shit like that
0: and so the
1: weekend was like 2021 um uh, t- yeah 2021 2020 2021 uh grammys and so he was so the conflict was that the grammys wanted the weekend a perform at the grammys Which means they didn't want him to do the Super Bowl. That's what they, was the rumor. That he got the Super Bowl halftime show, but instead of them letting him do the Super Bowl halftime show, which they've let other artists do numerous fucking times, where you can do the Grammys in a Super Bowl halftime show. So this is where the problem kicked in, because it was like, the weekend's gonna probably do the Grammys the week after. But I think because I think at the time we was in a pandemic, I think that was the other reason. We were in a pandemic. So they were trying to find a reason to kind of like keep everything kind of like closed quarters. But The weekend, um does a Super Bowl halftime show. This is where the Grammys fucked up. Because with this album, the album was actually really fucking good. The Grammys fucked up because they didn't even nominate this man. This man had blind and lights which was literally the longest reigning song in billboard history it didn't even get nominated for a fucking grammy his album did get nominated he got now no nominations when his album was literally one of the best projects of 2020 going into grammy season the fact that that man did not get any nominations because you got a vendetta because he didn't want to do the because he had to go do the super bowl halftime show which is a bigger fucking audience in the fucking Grammys, so instead of you giving this man his proper respect, and giving him his awards, because you knew he deserved them, you just completely shut him out, and then you come back with some bullshit-ass lies, saying, well, we already had picked the Grammys before we even had that situation, that's fucking lying, you know You it was, but anyway, After Hours comes out, man, After Hours was such an incredible body of work, man, Um, all along, starts off the project, like, And then it goes into Heartless. He has songs like Heartless with Metro Boomin producing it. Then he has um, Fate. He has uh, Save Your Tears, which is a motherfucking hit. In Your Eyes, a motherfucking hit. Blind and Light, a motherfucking hit. Uh, Escaping LA, which is my favorite song off the project. (laughs) Snow Kid, uh, Snow Child, one of my favorite songs off the project. Um, Scared to Live. Yeah, man. man. And and you didn't nominate that fucking project? And then you look at the albums that was nominated that year, and you're like, how the fuck was that not nominated? I don't I don't understand that shit. I like, I, I literally don't understand how the Grammys fucked up that bad with that album. That album was the, literally the best fucking project of the year. And you didn't even nominate it because you thought that he should do the Grammys over the fucking Super Bowl? What motherfucker what that is so fucking dumb the fact that the weeknd had an incredible body of work and you just try to fuck him over because he didn't want to do the punk ass grammys and now here's the thing does a lot of artists going to continue to do the grammys but you got the weeknd and drake who just are two of the biggest artists in the industry that's like fuck the grammys <laughs> like fuck the grammys drake t- like they were like fuck the Grammys. Drake actually put up CLB last year for a Grammy a Grammy award. He took it back because of the boycott that he was going to do for the Grammys because of the weekend. The weekend is never going to probably drop and out put the uh, one of his albums in the, in the uh, nominations. Hell, he dropped the album this year and just didn't even drop put it in the Grammy in consideration. It's that type of shit that leaves a lot of these award shows with nothing but fuck ups. And The weekend was one of the best album artists in that had the best album of that year. And the fact that you completely just try to fucking discredit that man because he actually decided to better his career and benefit his career better if he did the Super Bowl over your punk ass Grammys it was stupid. Fucking dumb. And I don't understand. And still to this day, the Grammys still can get shit right, which I will talk about in 2022 uh, music review. That's coming soon. But other than that. After Hours was a fucking incredible body of work. It was one of the best albums. And I think he deserved way more respect for that album than he fucking got for the punk-ass Grammys. Um, which goes into 2022. Like I said, dropped Don FM. Which was an incredible album, too. It has these moments where, like, clearly my favorite song off there is Out of Time. That is like the be- That felt like Thriller. Like it felt like Quincy Jones literally saved that beat for Mike, and Mike just never got to it. The weekend, I'm not saying the weekend is Michael Jackson, but I'm saying like that. When you listen to that song, it feels like your back in Thriller. Like it feels like a pretty young thing. It feels like a human nature. Out of time was one of those songs that you just remember. Like that shit was good. Like the first moment I heard it, I was like, this is fire. <laughs> I like I like this shit. Is incredible, and I think that that's one of the songs that a lot of people uh, love off that project a lot, man. Uh, Sacrifices off that project. Um, I heard you're married with Lil Wayne, him and Tyler the Creator. You know, here we go again. Um, Jim Carrey just kind of just set the stand, set the precedent for that project. By the way, his narration of that whole project was incredible, man. It was incredible, man. Um, um, but The Week has also done other things, collaborations, uh, Pray For Me with Kendrick Lamar, my God, still one of the best songs of that, that time frame when it came out, man, there's nothing better than that, that song sometimes when you, when you just, like, just want to have an uplifting feeling, like, listen to Pray For Me. Um, Hurricane off of the Donda album with Kanye and Lil Baby, which I would love to hear the baby in a weekend and actually do more songs. That probably would be dope. I, I'm not gonna lie, that should be dope. Uh even going back to Kanye's uh life of Pablo when he him and a weekend did F My Life, uh Fuck My Life on that project. Like, it was an incredible fucking collaboration. Uh the weekend's done so many songs, man, so many things. Him and French Montanas had songs. Him and like I said, him and Ty, him and uh Yeah, him and Beyonce. Like, he's done so many songs with so many artists, so many various artists that you hit these songs. You're like, how the fuck did he get all these songs done? Um, one of my favorite weekend songs, one of my favorite Little Wayne songs is a weekend song. Uh, it's off of Dedication Five. Yeah, Dedication Five, and he's the intro. He's the intro. He's singing the intro. The, Little Wayne's not saying shit. Lil Wayne's just saying. Unforgivable motherfuckers. Like he's not even rapping. I wish them two would have actually did that song together and physically did that. And Wayne put a verse on that hoe and sold that shit. Um, if you know what I'm talking about, if you're a Wayne fan, you listen dedication five. You know what I'm talking about. Like the intro off that bitch is incredible. The weekend killed that shit. Um, the weekend's also done other like he's taking covers. Him and Ar- he took R. Kelly's "Dial Low" and just fucking kill that shit. Rambo off of a Bryson Tiller's project. Like, he's done so much shit that you will be like, why is this man fucking around with this music shit like this? The man is one of the best artists in the game. Anybody that tells you that he's not or you don't acknowledge that shit, you're just living under a fucking rock. As his career has gone on, like I said, a decade plus now, because he started really 2011, 2012. A decade plus now. I think as we continue to grow into this world and continue to see him grow as an artist... I think we're going to get a little bit more of the mixture between where he used to be and who he is now. And I think that's a beautiful thing. Now, my thing is this. Can he coexist all of these things together and really put it together? I'm looking forward to seeing it. I really think he can. I really hope he will. Um, He's one of the best artists in the game, man. Go listen to any of those projects, man. Uh, One of my favorite songs off of Starboy is Die For You, which is still one of my favorite songs. It's literally my favorite weekend song. Die For You is one of the best songs I've ever heard, uh personally by the weekend. Um, Die For You is such a great fucking song, man. Um, you know, uh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um Uh No sh- Shame was the song, uh Shameless off of uh, uh my beautiful my beauty inside the madness is another one of my favorite songs. Shameless is such a great fucking song. Um yeah, man. The uh, Weeknd's one of those guys. Like I said, Trilogy, the whole project of Trilogy, it got some of my favorite Weeknd songs. Um, pretty. It's just like, the man's incredible. And of course, like I said, I would love to see him and Drake finally really put shit to bed and really do a project. I would love to see OVOXO do a real fucking project. And they all fucking collab, and they all got people they cool with. I would love to see that fucking project come to fruition. I would love to see The Weeknd and Drake do one for fans that love that and love when they first got together and did that shit for real for real I would love to see it I get it that they're two different artists nowadays but listen man if they really physically could put that shit together think about all the shit they can do for Toronto but more importantly think about their careers and the trajectory of their careers after that shit because you can't hurt your careers more than what you know you can't hurt your careers I mean you guys have pretty much done everything under the sun and it hasn't hurt your career so I would love to see that shit. I think Die Hard Drake and, and Lil, Drake and the Weekend fans would love to see Drake and the Weekend do a fucking album together. So, you know, I'm still holding out hope for that. I'm like holding out hope for like Lil Wayne and Jewel and dude, can't feel my face. I'm holding out hope. And Drake and Lil Wayne do a project. I'm holding out hope. Those are my holding out hope projects. I would love to see it. So, um, man. All in all, man, Weekend is one of the best artists in the game. For a decade plus, he's given us albums, he's given us songs, he's given us memories, he's given us moments. And everything he's done, man. He's one of my favorite artists. He's an Aquarius, too, so it just makes it even better. Um, So, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, man. Like I said, be on the lookout for more episodes coming soon. I'm not done today, clearly. I'm just getting started. Uh, But I am going to get something to eat, and I will be back soon. And I hope you guys enjoyed this. Peace.